When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Batter Listeners, welcome back to A Pod of Their Own. This is episode 127 of A Pod of Their Own. I am Allison McCaig, and I am joined this week by my lovely co-hosts, Linda Surovich. Hello, Linda. Hey, Allison. And Kellyanne Healy. Hello, Kellyanne. Hello, Allison. Hello, Linda. Hello. 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 <laughs> um, so it, it, we have a kind of short turnaround from the pod last week since we recorded later in the week last week, but Things have happened since we recorded uh, last week. Namely, the Mets bounce back from losing two out of three to the Giants to sweep the Phillies over the weekend, culminating with a walk-off win against them, uh, which was very exciting. Um, and the Mets. I think I got to recap that, which. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, was in a good way. I was telling, I was telling Linda, get the recap up. I have people to like scold. <laughs> I had to delete two separate recaps. Oh my I had one when they were up three to one. Then I had one when they were losing four to three. And then I had to throw everything out the window. Cause like, I don't know how this is going to end. <laughs> Yeah. Once they, once they tied it up, it was like, okay, they're going to win this. It might not be in the ninth inning, but they're going to win this. I got a cabbage twice. <laughs> With this Mets team. Um, yeah. And, and for those of you who don't, I think we've talked about cabbaging on this, on this <laughs> show before, but for those of you who are not familiar with this um, amazing Avenue inside term, um, cabbaging refers to when you when you are recapping the game for Amazing Avenue and you write the entire recap, but then the game dramatically changes and you have to rewrite everything. We call that a cabbaging because we used to post um, whenever that happened. We used to post the gif from Avatar The Last Airbender, the cabbage merchant going, my, my cabbage be like my recap. <laughs> like, so that is the origin of uh, cabbaging. And I'm very proud because I feel like I was I, I was the main driver of that. I you think that I came up with that. So I'm very proud of having created a, an amazing avenue meme. Um, it's to the that's point where we legacy like, is cabbage. <laughs> it is. It is. And if that's my only legacy at Amazing Avenue, God bless. Like I am here for it. Um, <laughs> we even have a cabbage emoji in in our Slack. And we use it uh, very liberally when in February 17th is National Cabbage Day. So everything gets a cabbage emoji. <laughs> everything. Oh, yeah. my God. Yes. Yes. I, I did that. I think we celebrate it... National Cabbage Day very heavily. We yes. do. We yes, do. We do. Um, 
And so with this team, I feel like you can never like it's it's impossible to pre-write the recap because (laughs) like they come back so often. And I after the game, like uh, Starling Marte gave what I thought was like the most badass quote postgame quote I've like ever heard in my life, which is that like they like someone asked him if the team kind of gets down when they get down early, which they did against the Nationals. This was actually after the Nationals game yesterday because the Mets were down like three nothing in the first inning and they went on to win big um, yesterday in the first game of the National Series. And someone asked Starling Marte, do you guys get down when you uh, are down early? And Starling Marte literally laughed and said, sometimes we like being down because it just means we get to come back. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this team is built different, man. <laughs> like, this like team is simply built they different. do a little dance, the make swagger. a little love, and get down tonight yes. in a good way. Again, I like the swag of that. Like, yeah, we're just going to come back. No problem. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, and now the Met- the Mets have now won uh, four games in a row. They are up four nothing in the fourth inning uh, currently. So you know they could extend that streak to five if this continues. Although a lot of baseball to be played still in this game as we record on Tuesday night. Um, but as of right now, they sit in first place by nine and a half games against the Braves and eleven and a half games up on the Phillies, which is incredible. <laughs> like I. I don't even know. I like don't even know. I'm not used to this. The Mets have not had a lead, a divisional lead this big in quite some time. Quite and some that's time. the biggest lead in all baseball, too, and it's not even close. Mm. By a lot, yeah. because the rest yeah. of the division is bad. Um, but like, now, I think the Yankees have the next largest lead, and it's at five. Yeah, it's at five. Yeah, it's, yeah I was going to say it's five games. Um, and, and I mean, the Yankees have a better record than the Mets currently, I think, still, right? Yes. Correct? Just because no, they have the same amount of wins, but the Yankees have now, I think, played two more games. Yeah, yeah. So, or no, the Mets have played two more games. That was weird. The Mets have played two more games, so the Mets are, I think, thirty-three and seventeen, where the Yankees are thirty-three and fifteen. I only know this because my best friend is a Yankees fan and continually point points this out to me when I say how good the Mets are doing right now. But like, is yeah, it me? is it just my bias? But you don't. You don't really hear as much about the Yankees. It seems like the Mets have like mm. stolen all the attention, even though the Yankees are doing well. Like it, it's weird. Like, I th- cause I, I think- mean, cause the Mets are winning in more dramatic fashion or is that just me in my vacuum and wanting it's because to- New York wants to be a Mets town. And Keith Hernandez has always said that. It's very true. I think, but the other thing, and now I lost my train of thought. I had a thought. Oh, because the general, tenor I got and again I could also be in a vacuum on this was that the Yankees were overperforming they were not supposed to be as good as they're they are right now and they're and people think they're gonna like apparently stop being this good I don't think so at this point were they boring um, is it just expected that they're gonna be just good forever and the Mets are more of a surprise I guess I don't know I mean I think that I'm surprised the Yankees are this good I think that like, I think it's just like I thought that I think a lot of people thought that the AL East was going to be a pretty close battle between yeah. the Yankees, the Rays and the Blue Jays. And it's not as much. I mean, where, and it, but it still could be. It still could be. It's, it's it's not so far out of of the realm of possibility. Yeah, no. And I, I think that like I think that the big I think there's a couple of things uh, at play here. I think that. The Mets are a big storyline because they are doing all of this without Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer, Mm -hmm. which is pretty freaking incredible. Um, I think it's because they come back so often from deficits. And so it makes for like fun storylines. I also think, yeah, I mean, like the Yankees being good is boring. I hate yeah. to say it, but the Yankees are <laughs> boring. The Yankees are just boring. They're boring. They like them being good is like ho hum, whatever. The Yankees are good again. The Mets aren't as good as often, to um, much I, to the you know like chagrin of Mets fans. But like it's true for me. For me, the one big thing I think that makes a, a huge difference to me this year is the approach, the small ball approach. All these little things they're doing, base hits base stealing kind of getting a read on they're very situationally aware of what's going on 
And I think that is also something. Oh, Patrick Corbin, you coward. Don't intentionally walk Pete Alonso. I mean, Ugh. he should. That's I know, the correct should. baseball move. That is do. the correct baseball move by coward. Up. Come on, JD. Um, sorry. I we might be live live potting this a little bit. Sorry. Um, just that's the situational awareness of the players right now is so much better than it has been in previous years. And I think that's just because of the overhaul of coaching, the overhaul of analytics and just the money that Steve Cohen is putting into this team. And yeah, I, I think, think having I, the big name manager helps the Mets. Yeah. So I was going to say, I think Buck style is a lot adds into that. A lot. As far as just like controlling the media narrative every day. Yes. Um, I, I mean, like, it's not like stuff isn't being written about the Yankees. I mean, the Yankees have a, a couple of like really fun storylines. Like, I mean, people are talking about Aaron Judge a lot because yeah, obviously he turned about. down the big contract extension from the Yankees and a lot of people were mad at him at the time. But he is putting together yet another fantastic year or even a career year. And so he's showing everyone like I can get paid even more in free agency. Screw you guys. Like, you know, he's betting on himself. And so far it's paying off. He took a big risk. He took a big risk. It's paying off. And I think people are talking about Nestor Cortez a lot, too. He's been a fantastic surprise for the Yankees this year. Just like literal Cy Young caliber production out of Nestor Cortez. So like there are storylines for the Yankees. But like, I don't know. I do feel like. New York is just clamoring to be a Mets town. I think Keith Hernandez is right. Like when the Mets are good, like it's just different. It just, it's just hits different when the Mets are good in New York. Like, I don't know. Yankees. Been no, good. no, 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 no. Eat it. No. Oh, okay. Oh, I guess he did it not... into a double play. No. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, but he made the third out. Yeah, there was two out. Oh, there were two outs. Okay. Uh, um, I was only okay. half. I think you got to review that. Just the the Yankees have always been to the other nine twenty to the twenty nine other teams in baseball the Imperial Evil Galactic Empire. Wow, that's a very bad Star Wars <laughs> Star Wars reference. I'm sorry to the fans of Star Wars that are watching this. You could you could yell at me in the comments on Twitter. Um, but yeah, no, there's this view that there's and I don't like using this word an eliteness to the Yankees. The, the, oh my God, who had the quote where it says, oh, it's from Catch Me If You Can, where, where Christopher Walken's character is saying, oh, yes, yes, yes. Enamored by the Yankees. It's not because they're good. It's because of the pinstripes. The pinstripes. Oh my gosh. Um, and that's to me what it is. There's this image of the Yankees that's for however bad they do, it's still, it remains untarnished. Um, and obviously the Mets don't have that because a, they haven't been around as long B they don't have, um, the winning seasons that the Yankees have had. Um, and the Mets were always kind of like the, the, I don't want to say common man. I don't like saying the common man's team. If that makes sense though, the blue collar team, yeah. the blue collar team the to the Yankees white collar. That's absolutely true. Yes. I think. Yes, yeah, that is true. I was, I was, I completely like lost the white collar, blue collar phrase. That's what I was looking for. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but so I mean, majority people are blue collar and not white collar. So, yep. But I mean, the the Mets find themselves. I mean, obviously, we we talked about this a little bit last week. Uh, don't look at the Mets schedule for June unless no. you want to be upset. Um, no. It's not good. It's scary. Uh, they they're facing a lot of good teams in a row. Uh, and it's, and they're doing the West coast. They've already done one West coast road trip, but they're doing another one where they're facing the Dodgers, the Padres and the angels, all of which are good. So that's scary. They come home to play Houston. I think. Yeah. They play Houston. They play Houston twice in June. I'm Um, excited. I'm a little afraid, but I'm more excited. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it might be a slog. The, The record in June might not be good. But they but have built. We have this cushion. They have Instead built. Winter is coming. June is coming. June is coming. They have built this cushion, and hopefully, by the time they get through June, they will start to get their players back healthy, and then they will be able to dominate their second half schedule, which is weak. Um, and so, and you hopefully, know. have Max and Jacob back by then. Yep. Well, and McGill hopes. was throwing today, too. McGill is throwing. McGill's going to be back uh, first. Yeah, I was going to say he should be back by like mid-late June. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
be nice if he was back for my birthday. That would be nice. I think he should be. Yeah. I mean, it'll be close. Or should he be. doesn't he hasn't been out nearly as long as Jake, so he doesn't have to do like three rehab assignments. He can do like no. one or two. Um, yeah. And, and that's the plan. Um but I was just seeing like Jake in the dugout again. Oh my, oh my god, he's so and he's so happy with the smiles and I know. Oh. Oh, come back, Jake. I miss it's you. good to see him. I'm even wearing my Jake shirt right now. It is good to see him back um, with the team. Yeah, it's nice. Um, but uh, in a surprising, a surprising thing that just happened uh, earlier this afternoon, breaking news on the podcast. Well, it's not I guess it's not breaking anymore, but still um, the Mets option Dominic Smith to AAA today, uh, yeah. which is something that I did not necessarily expect. I mean, I'm not I'm not shocked by it, but I didn't necessarily expect it right now because they didn't really have anybody like the reason why this hasn't happened already. If you look at Dominic Smith's production, this is not surprising. Dominic Smith is hitting 186 or something like that with like a 50 OPS plus. Um, He's been pretty bad all year, but they didn't really have anybody to replace him on the roster. So he remained, I mean, his roster spot was in jeopardy when the roster shrank from 28 to 26, they opted to designate Robinson Cano for assignment instead, rightfully so at the time. Good move. Still a good move. Still a good move. Robinson Cano is not hitting at all for the Padres continues to look mega washed. I think he's Um, like at not higher than a 100 average. I don't think it's more than 110 right now since he joined the Padres. Not good. Um, so it was the right move. It remains the right move. Um, but Dom has not. And Dom had that one like four hit game right before that deadline that sort of yep. saved his bacon. But now he hasn't really hit much since then at all. Um, and so, you know, before there wasn't really any player to replace him. The Mets brought up basically their only potentially major league viable player position player in Nick Plummer. And obviously we will talk more about Nick Plummer later, Um, but, and, and he was, and so he can't be sent down, but he's not because Travis Jankowski is injured. So he's holding his roster spot, but the Mets replaced Dominic Smith with another relief pitcher because they had to, because David Peterson didn't get out of the fifth inning yesterday. The Mets won the game. I mean, Peterson did enough. The Mets won the game, but they needed to burn more relief pitching than they should have given this, given the lead that they had um, because Peterson was unable to get himself out of the fifth inning and the Mets need needed more relievers. So they optioned the position player to get the reliever, which was the right move to do. I think it's just surprising that, you know, they optioned Smith, but. But the, this is a he earned it. Is 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 yeah. doing, but is making the correct, even though they're hard calls, they're the correct moves. Yep. yep. And he played. If I know there are people upset saying Dom just needs to play, he was given the chance. He was given the chance over Cano for a little while. After they cut Cano, he had the chance, and he just think, didn't hit. I think he just needs a change of scenery for a little bit. Hopefully, he'll get get everything together, and he'll come back up pretty soon. And Things will be better. I don't know. I have a sneaky feeling he never sees a Mets uniform again. If he starts hitting, they're going to trade him. Oh, I mean, that's possible. And who? what other asset can you give up right now? But I mean, you know, on one hand, yeah. But on the other hand, like his trade value is at like an all time low now. Yeah. But if he starts hitting in triple A, would somebody take him after that? Maybe not. Not at a not. Because if you anything. bring him back up to the major leagues and he starts batting 100 again, you can't move him then either. You're Correct. Not, I don't think you're getting much for him, even if he does start hitting in Triple A, because it's a Triple like A and it's it's, <laughs> it's it's a it's Triple A and B. It's still a small sample size yeah. too. I think that so. I think that the Mets think that he will be back pretty soon. I don't think that the Mets think that this is some sort of long term thing they're doing. Yeah. Um, they worked out Canna at first base. They did. I mean, they, so, yeah, the writing was on the wall. Yeah, as you, it seems said, like they like were, that. yeah. They were preparing for this eventuality. I mean, like, you know, I don't think that the Mets necessarily are like, we will send him down for one week and then we will bring him back. Like, he has to earn it. But I yeah. think that the Mets expect him to hit down there and come back eventually. But yeah. they're preparing for the possibility that that doesn't happen. 
because, you know, he has to earn it. And if he doesn't, which, he's going to stay down there. <laughs> and which is what a good team does. And that's like, exactly. that's kind of going yeah. back with the, those little things I'm, I'm, I was saying earlier, it's just moves, moves like that too, even behind the scenes or off the field moves. That's just, the, I think another reason why the team is getting so much notoriety right now is just because of that, because that has not been seen in, oh my God, at least in my lifetime. <laughs> Well, so, and also for Dom too, he hasn't hit a home run since last July. No, and that's bad. No power. That's like, where did the power go? Yeah, that's concerning. Deeply concerning. I was gonna say you can blame the balls all you want, but come on. Yeah, that power is like bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can blame the balls, but like you've got other guys on the Mets hitting plenty of home runs. And I'm not just talking about Pete Alonzo here. Like Pete Alonzo is not going to be hampered too much by a dead no. baseball because Pete Alonzo <laughs> has a great power wrong. and he's just going to hit the ball a mile no matter what. But there are there are dudes on the Mets hitting home runs. I like, you know, like it took a while. But Mark Canha, I think, is up to like four or five home runs. Yeah. Mark Canha has some home runs. Jeff Plummer. McNeil has a few home runs. Literally Nick Plummer. <laughs> um, and like, you know, we've got Eduardo Escobar has some home runs. Obviously, Lindor has a handful of home runs. Like everybody's starting to home. wake up. It's it's starting to wake up now. Which is, is waking which is up as a unit. Power wise. For I actually just looked this up. Like they're eight and three since Scherzer went down and they're <gasps> scoring seven runs a game. Oh, <gasps> it's often. all Scherzer's fault. No, <laughs> it was, Scherzer was clearly the problem, <laughs> but it's I mean, nice. they had a good record before Scherzer went down to be yeah. clear. <laughs> it's nice to I'm see just that, teasing. Like, I'm obviously being sarcastic. Up knowing that the rotation was going to be needing some help. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Yeah, um, which I think is a good uh, segue to kind of what I was going to talk about, which is that like they like a lot of good teams do. The Mets have been getting production from less than expected places, you know, so I feel like there are some dudes in particular that we should highlight in this regard. And one of them is, of course, new folk hero, Nick Plummer. Yes, Um, Nick Plummer hit. He he was up briefly for the Mets in April, but he did. He had one. He had like one or two plate appearances. He didn't start any games. Um, he mostly just like had pinch hitting, ex- uh, pitching ex- uh, appearances, and would come in like late in the game for defense sometimes. Um, but he was only up for like a week, maybe even less. Um, and then uh, and then he was sent down, and then he just got brought up again because Travis Jankowski. Uh, fractured his finger and is going to be out for six to eight weeks. And so we've got Nick Plummer here and he immediately contributes in the form of a game tying home run in Friday's game. That was incredible. Sunday's game. Especially Whatever after game. he it misplayed was, the ball early. Like it was, it was such just so a feel good moment. Satisfying. I was, I, I was going to say it was very satisfying for me, not just because I was happy that he, he hit the home run and the game tied, but in the comments, there were two people who were just like spamming with insults. He's a scrub. He needs to be demoted. It was just like this, this targeted dislike of him to the point where several of us were asking like, what did he do to you that you're like this mad and dislike him this much though. So though to, to see him be the one to tie the game up, it was just like, yes, go eat some crow. Well, How can you like, already uh, be that mad about Nick Plummer? I know. I know. Well, I was celebrating. Thing. I was like, yeah, whoa, it's his first home run. I didn't realize it was his her first hit. hit too. Mm-hmm. Literally his first major league hit, a home run. To the, tie the game in the ninth inning. The last met to do that before Plummer was Jeremy Hefner. Love it. I <laughs> Which love is great. Um, very, very hilarious. Um, so that's really fun. And, and Nick Plummer has, uh, because his last name's Plummer, he plays the Mar the super Mario theme is his walk-up music, which rules. (laughs) Well, and city field has been playing the super Mario brothers, like sound effects. Yeah. When he rounds the bases, they play the like coin, the, like when you get the coins in Mario, they play play the coin and then they were playing the invisible one. Like when you get the star. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> when he was rounding the blade bases, that's what they were playing. Oh my god, they've been having it's so great. much fun with it. I'm so having awesome. so much fun with it. 
This long team is live, just fun. Long live Nick Plummer and his Mario music. We love to see it. Uh, yeah, and all of the inevitable plumber puns that come yeah. with it. Well, so Gare good. had the point. He was like, it's <sighs> fitting that a guy named Plummer is succeeding in flushing. Yes, I, I, that was it. such, that was such low hanging fruit. I won't lie. I rolled my eyes at that one. It's I was funny. Like, really? It's funny. It's a dad <laughs> joke. Yeah. Gare is dad joke extraordinaire. Um, I feel like there are a couple of other guys that deserve shout outs. Uh, one is Colin Holderman. <laughs> yeah. um, hello, hello, who's, man. Who's been fantastic in the bullpen. Uh, and I would, uh, Michael would be mad at me if I didn't mention that Michael has officially adopted Holderman as his dude for 2022. <laughs> Hold uh, on to him, Michael. Hold on. Yeah. So it, Colin Holderman is Michael's dude and deservedly so. He's been fantastic for the Mets. Uh, you know, obviously you don't want to hang too much on 10 innings of relief pitching or whatever, but like he showed flashes in spring training that he could be a guy. Um, and he's, he's done really well at the major league level so far as has Steven Nogasek, both those guys, they brought up, you know, they were struggling for, uh, relief help, you know, Trevor may remains on the injured list. Um, and they, they needed guys, especially guys who could pitch multiple innings, both of, uh, both Holderman and Nogasek have done that and they've kept the Mets in games. Um, and they've been indispensable to the success that they've built. So shout out to those guys for sure. And even tonight too, Trevor Williams did not give up a run. And I'm assuming he's done after five innings, but Um, you know, he filled in admirably. Yep. Three, uh, zero runs on three hits. For coming in relief for Zappucky too. Like he's been fine. He's been more than fine. Like for a fifth, for the fifth starter fill in, he's been really good. Trevor Williams. Um, and I would like, I mean, like, you know, I, all I want is for Tyler Miguel to come back so that Williams can keep playing that long man role because they exactly. need that. They, they need him to be that. Um, I mean, he's doing great in the rotation, but they need their long man. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully he'll be back serving that role soon when Miguel returns to the rotation. Um, it's also nice to see that he can be a very long man. Yeah, a yeah. very long man. <laughs> An extra wonder, long man. I wonder if they try to push him six here. I don't know how many pitches he's um, he has thrown. Eight, uh, 80 pitches. 80 pitches. He's probably done. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, but uh, as we mentioned uh, toward the top of the show, um, Tyler McGill has thrown his first bullpen since landing on the injured list and is feeling Hooray! good. So he could be on his way to rehab outing soon of the, of the injured starting pitchers. Obviously he is like by far the closest to returning. Um, however, Jacob deGrom did speak to the press a couple days ago for the first time since his scapula injury. I tweeted a funny, I tweeted a funny thing because like the, I think it was North Jersey, like their headline of it was like deGrom speaks for the first time since April. And I was like, I think he's spoken just not to you guys. (laughs) (laughs) He's been taking a vow of silence. Very dramatic. It really did like seem super over dramatic. I was like, I, I think the tweet, I, I think the thing I tweeted was um, if if Degrom speaks and no journalist is around to hear it, does he make a sound? <laughs> but um, anyway, he spoke to the media for the first time since his injury, um, and he said that he's feeling quote completely normal, which you love to see. Um, and so he's he's basically at the point where the next natural step in his progression would be bullpens. Um, he hasn't thrown one yet, but he's like basically done everything up to that. Uh, like he's thrown at 135 feet or whatever. Like it's time for him to throw off a mound. Um, and it seems this is like his spring training right now. Like, basically, he's just ramping up, I think. More or less. Um, yeah, he's ramping up. He's he'll throw a bullpen. And then the next step after that will be rehab outings, of which he'll need a few at least um, since take he's been out slow. for so long. Um, yeah, it take slow. it. We can we can aff- the team can afford to take it slow. Oh, yes. Did they say they right wanted now. him back by the end of June? Well, I think that's pushing it. I think, I mean, I did, I think that they said that, but I don't know if it'll happen. I, I, the last I saw, I mean, and this isn't necessarily coming from the team. This was coming from like the beat was saying that like a late June slash early July return is feasible, but I'm just at this point, I'm just like, just do the all-star break. break. Just do the all-star break. Unless, unless like something catastrophic happens in June and we were like, three we win only three games or something then don't push him yeah they need him him healthy for the stretch run make him like a trade deadline acquisition 
Yeah. <laughs> the Which old Mets rhetoric. Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer are just like two major deadline acquisitions. <laughs> um, Max Scherzer will be longer than but, the trade deadline. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Looking ahead to the trade deadline. Who knows what's going to happen there? Like the Mets don't have too, too many pieces to trade. They do not. Yeah. And they're going to need to get pieces. Uh, Like, like we've been saying, they're pretty much one bat short, more or less. Like they, they need another bat in that lineup. I know that the, I know that they've been hitting and the lineup looks good right now. I'm not saying that the lineup is not good. I am saying when we're talking about, you know, playoffs, (laughs) playoffs, Um, <laughs> talk to me up. Play, God. Play oh, God. <laughs> We're counting chickens. I know. We'll Sorry, I know what they started up against the Dodgers. That's right. Sure. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying this is not a good offense. It's a good offense, but we're talking about, is it a world series caliber offense? Because that's what we need. Um, and so I think that they are one bat short and, I, and we said that all off season too. Like, and the fact that they're playing well, doesn't necessarily change that. I think they need one more bat. Um, it doesn't have to be anything, anything exciting. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, trading for freaking Juan Soto. It doesn't have to be that. Give although, me Mike Trout. Although give me, give me Juan Soto. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I, I, I tweeted about this, the Masson, because, you know, Michael and I watched the Masson broadcast when they play the Nationals because we are blacked out of the of the SMY broadcast <laughs> when they play the Nationals. The blackout rules, boo. Um, but we do get some amusing content. <laughs> And the content this week is that the Masson broadcast is already pre-coping for for Juan Soto leaving the organization oh, because wow. they they showed a they showed a spray chart of Juan Soto's home runs at City Field, which admittedly was beautiful. Like Juan Soto's <laughs> spray charts are beautiful, and like he has historically hit very well at City Field. He's hit home runs to all fields at City Field, so they showed that and like, whoa, look at this, look how good he is. Which they should show that. And then they said. Um, you just got to hope he doesn't play any home games at this park. And I was oh. like, oh, they're already pre-coping for when Juan Soto is a man. It's already oh gone. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. oh, it was so funny. I know I should have laughed. Soto I was going to say, and guys, please note that Juan Soto is not a free agent until 2025. So this he's is not free. It's he's okay. not, but there's he's been probably going to be. Yeah, there's been trade rumors yeah, that he will be traded. Yeah, because they can get a haul for him. Who knows? Who knows if that will come to pass? We don't know at this time. Anyway, see. as much as I would love Juan Soto, and if the opportunity presents itself, yes, please get Juan Soto. Get, do whatever it takes in free agency or in trade. Although, like the Mets don't even have the pieces to trade once trade for Juan Soto, so it's kind of you know m- moot. But in free agency, please get Juan Soto. But that's not like the level of upgrade I'm talking about as far as like getting another bat at the trading deadline. Someone I talked to Michael about when we were eating dinner the other day, um, I would love to see the Mets acquire Chad Pinder from the A's. I think that would be an excellent acquisition for them. He's in, he's an above average bat that can play corner outfield and second base, basically like kind of another Jeff McNeil. Um, Jed Lowry, Uh, (laughs) basically another Jeff McNeil type. Really well. He just had a walk over the other day. I don't want to talk about Jed Lowry. <laughs> very, very silly. I mean, whatever. well, he was he was never good on the for Mets, him, though. So. Yeah, good, good for, for him. him. That was a total. Yeah, no, that was the, on the, the, the Mets. The Mets screwed him over, he not the other way did. around. Yeah. So good for him. Whatever. But um, Chad Pinder's the type of guy I'm thinking like 
a guy that has positional flexibility, like a guy that can basically do what Luis Guillorme does for you, but like in the outfield kind of thing, like yeah. a, like basically an upgrade on Travis Jankowski as your fourth outfielder. Although if Nick Plummer keeps hitting dingers, we won't, we might not need that anymore. Who knows? <laughs> um, but I just would love to see them get one more like solid major league quality bat. Um, and they need relief help. <laughs> well, or would they you don't. want more rotational depth? especially since they've already had injuries do you want like to guard against that in theory uh i just like i've i've seen i've seen rumors about like um luis castillo from the Rays uh, yeah. from the reds Rays from the reds which would be an excellent get i think for the mets but I, i'd have to see the price on that i mean luis castillo is a really good pitcher and he's like you know a kind of a top mid to top rotation starter and like what with what you have to give up to get him is it worth it to get like that caliber of a pitcher when the Mets don't necessarily need that level I don't know I don't know I mean like when you're trying to build a a playoff rotation like then you suddenly have you know in theory if everybody gets healthy again you suddenly have like Jacob deGrom Max Scherzer at the top and then you have Chris Bassett and Luis Castillo and then you have at the bottom Taiwan Walker, Carlos Carrasco, Tyler McGill, and David Peterson. That's an embarrassment of riches right there. And like you think about the 2015 team and how much the likes of Bartolo Colon and John Neese helped, you know, Mm, in the bullpen. bullpen. Relief. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you want. I would love, I would love for them to have David Peterson in the in the bullpen in the postseason. I would love that because they need. They need a lefty if if they don't trade for one. Because listen, Chase and Tree not working out so great. And like (laughs) Joely Rodriguez has been fine. But do you really like if you're facing like I'm trying to think of like what team you're facing in the playoffs who has like a because I just think of NL East and Bryce Harper. But hopefully, like God willing, you're not not facing the play the Phillies in the playoffs. Um, But, you know, like you you do you really trust Joely Rodriguez to come in with the bases loaded. You're up a run in the eighth and you have, and they have their big lefty bopper up. Do you trust him in that situation? I don't know if I do. No, <laughs> I'm a little not. scared. They at least need one other guy that you trust in that situation. Even if you think Joely Rodriguez is like enough to be like part of the playoff bullpen, they need another guy. Yeah. And I think David Peterson could be that guy. If they he doesn't walk anybody. <laughs> yeah, I know. I they know. just need pitching. Any they kind need, of pitching. Yeah, they need more. You never help. not. You never not need pitching. And maybe if, if they get a good starting pitcher, then they push some of their starting pitching depth to become bullpen. <gasps> Thomas Tomas Nito did not strike out. In play, no outs, in fact. <gasps> yeah, it was a little squibber that I think. I don't know if they did they take Corbin out or is that no it's still Corbin. No, he's he, still in. He kind of screwed it up and then it just went into no man's land. Yay. Corbin's <laughs> at 106 pitches. He's still in this game. He's Yikes. gonna probably get pulled. Yeah, They're probably trying to, to nurse him through five right he, now. He just could not field it and then it went behind him and then the ball just sat there. <laughs> yeah, I think he's gonna get yanked right now. Yeah, yeah he's about to get yanked. Um the only other uh, the only other Mets injury update that we have um, in, in the bullpen department, we've got two injuries going on right now, two main injuries. Uh, Drew Smith uh, dislocated his pinky finger on a comebacker off the bat of JT Romuto. He like stuck his bare hand out, which was dumb. But, you know, you can't blame he him. Tried. for that. It's, it's a reflex thing. Yeah. Like every pitcher is going to do that, even if it's even if you know, like even it's going to be bad. Even if you know it's dumb, it's just like when the ball is flying at your face, you stick your hand up like that's just the way it is. So he stuck his hand up and the the ball like struck his finger and dislocated it. But luckily Oof. didn't fracture anything. It just dislocated it. So what a miracle. And he, he seems warming to be up, warming think, up. So yeah. he's probably fine. Luckily, oh, he missed a couple of days. Um, but I mean, like, you know relief pitchers frequently go two, three days without pitching anyway. Um, So that was like mostly a non-issue. Thankfully, like he thankfully avoided a fracture. got really lucky there. Um, But uh, Trevor May, who we mentioned earlier um, is getting a follow, supposedly got a follow-up scan today. 
Um, and if it was clean, he was clear. He was going to be cleared to start th- ramping up kind of like how DeGrom got the clean MRI and he was cleared to start ramping up. Um, Trevor May's kind of at that stage in his uh, progression. The source if on that is literally Trevor May, who, who <laughs> someone, this is, a, this is what we love about having online, uh, online pitchers on our team is that some random, like, I, oh my God, I have to read the, like the handle on this because it was some random fan like tweeted at Trevor May. Oh yeah. At sleepy corn pop tweeted. I am Trevor May at I am Trevor May timeline for return Trevor. And he just like replied to this random person (laughs) with uh, 142 followers being like getting a follow-up scan Tuesday. If clean, I get to start ramping up at that point. It'll just be day to day, hopefully faster. We love it. We love it when Trevor May replies to literally at sleepy corn pop. Like incredible. It's really, it really is like the Ken Rosenthal at Mr. Sugar Penis read the column. (laughs) (sighs) At Sleepy Corn Pop. I get to ramp up soon. I'm getting a follow-up scan. It's always the people with the most ridiculous handle. I know. Kills me. Um, I like creative handles like that. It's fun. It is fun. Uh, so, I mean, hopefully, I, I, I don't know the, that, that scan was supposedly today. I, I haven't seen any news about it. Um, if they know the results yet or whatever, um, Trevor May hopefully- update us someone, someone, yeah, someone at, at, I am him. Trevor May. What's the result of your scan today, Trevor? <laughs> someone at him, yourself, please. man. Where, where's, where's sleepy corn pop? This is his beat. <laughs> follow up question, sleepy corn pop. <laughs> Come on, sleepy corn pop. Where's the follow up? <laughs> uh, I think I might title the episode Come on, Sleepy Corn Pop Where's the follow-up? Yeah, that's what I was thinking I was like, wait, there's our title There's our title um, So yeah, that's that's all that's going on in Methland right now This is good times, for the, good times for the New York Metropolitans There's been no update on James McCann No, I, just, I mean no. I literally thought about him in the middle of this And I was like, wait a minute He's still on this team, but he's injured Yeah, I mean, like, he got, like he got surgery to fix his hamate. It's six to eight weeks. Okay. Like, it's just like, that's what it is. Like, I don't think he can even like start swinging yet. Like yeah. he's just very not close to coming back. Like he's got the same timeline for return as Jankowski, not same, like same timeline from the point of the injury. Jankowski is going to yeah. come back after McCann. If all goes well with both because he, ha- he got injured later, but like basically they broke a bone. They got surgery to repair it. They have to wait until the surgically repaired weeks. bone heals. Yeah, yeah. Six to eight weeks. So that's a while for, and whereas yeah. these like, cause Trevor may has an injury more akin to Jacob deGrom's like this stress reaction, which is mm. not a fracture. It's a like, basically like, precursor to a stress fracture like there's some damage um that shows up on an mri and like with those it's a lot more touch and go because it's not like they got surgery to fix something this is the recovery time for the surgery it's more like they keep getting mris until the mri is clean and then they can ramp up and as long as they keep ramping up and they keep not having pain they can keep progressing wait mccann was there today to take pictures with santana so he he is around physically huh. present. Yes. Yes. Because he was okay. there um, for Memorial Day for like photo ops with the troops and stuff, I think, too. OK, because okay. he's a big cool. troops guy. Yeah, he's very, yeah, <laughs> very into the troops. Yes. Um, well, can I also just say how nice it is to see Santana again? It's a shame yes. that they haven't been honoring him before. Agree. This. Agree. Um, yes. We love Are we surprised Santana. with our mm-hmm. previous ownership? No, so no. <laughs> it is very encouraging that they are, you know, it's noticeable that they're making a concerted effort to honor their history more now. And it's so nice to have an owner that's an actual fan of the team. <laughs> yes. yes, it makes oh, a difference. My gosh. Marcana at a double. Mm-hmm. That's six to nothing. <gasps> yep. Very Yay! good. If we can win, you know, to third. If we can win games with. Trevor Williams on the mound. That is always a big dub. And tomorrow. Well, Patty Ice is very bad. <laughs> Patty Ice is very bad. Um, <laughs> melty Ice, uh, as we call them. <laughs> um, but that said, this is like, if they can hold this win down, 
I hope they can. They can hold this one down. That's really good because tomorrow is some guy making his major league debut because the Nationals oh. had the Nationals had a doubleheader uh, like over the weekend. Oof. So they they are they're in a situation where the Met where the Mets were in with Thomas Sapucky where they have to put a fill in starter because they had six games in five days. So nice. and um, I think it's a lefty too. Yeah, oh, I think boy. so. So they have some guy making his major league debut against Carlos Carrasco. So I like those odds too. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Cause say. Mets always struggle against. I, know, they, I was going to say, debut. cause there's no book. This, I this, mean, this, I guess, but it's, I don't think I don't like that match. <laughs> no, I don't either. It's we'll a guy say. in the national system. I'm not super concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's always the ones that you're not the, that we aren't concerned about that do the damage. This team is different. You guys, I know they can bring this curse. I'll believe anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's going to take a while. It is going to take a while to get used to this, to get used to the Mets being good. But it's, I mean, like, (laughs) you know, obviously a lot can happen. There's a ton of season left. Um, But, you know, Memorial day is when things start to feel real in baseball. Mm, Yeah. Um, And so it feels like, the Mets are actually good. Like they've sustained it this long and they've sustained it this long without DeGrom and Scherzer. I think they're actually Ooh, good. Geez. Lindor almost got hit. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah. I saw the ball one, like right on the ground, on the, uh, the little, uh, fake baseball players elbow. <laughs> My game day is behind. Yeah. Um, but, that was close. but, um, in wider baseball news this week, um, some uh a art an article came out. Um Jeff Passon wrote an article uh on May 26th. Uh so that was after we recorded last time. It was literally the I think like right after we recorded last time. So it like just missed under the wire for getting in the last <laughs> podcast. But um he wrote an article about um Major League Baseball issued a memo, like they sent a letter to teams, um, in which uh the letter said that numerous club stadiums, quote, fall embarrassingly below the high standards necessary for women who are part of the game's traveling parties to do their jobs, creating, quote, an untenable working environment, and that the organizations uh, need to soon reconfigure their facilities to fix what the league called unacceptable. So that's not good. We don't like to hear that on this podcast at all, um, although it's not necessarily surprising to me, but it's, it's not great. Um, well, then he absolutely destroyed somebody on Twitter who made a sexist comment about the article. I can't remember what he said. Oh, let's see if I can find it. Yeah. My first thought on that, and I I won't lie, I haven't read the articles like, oh, it's probably going to probably one of the first complaints is going to be the bathrooms. And now I'm reading through the notes and yes, it is. Yes, it is. So I will. uh, So this is this is another excerpt from the passing piece that I picked out. Um, Because they must often walk to other areas of the stadium to go to the bathroom, women said they spend a disproportionate amount of time planning trips to other areas of the stadium, hindering their ability to be accessible to players and staff. One woman said a female. This is a hidden figure situation. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. One woman said a female colleague's response when someone asks her what the most difficult part of her job is, quote, finding the bathroom. Um, So, like, you know, this is like. It's a fancy way of saying they like stick the women's rooms like in a completely different part of the stadium because like no women work for teams. And so they don't care about having like a, a women's room that's like near the clubhouse, um, which is, of course, ridiculous. And like, you know, ba- Major League Baseball like told them like you need to have your facilities like, you know, up to par for the women who work for your team. Like, come on. Yeah. Man, I can't find slow the change, slow change. It's going to be it needs to change, but it's going to be a slow change. Oh, is this the Passan burn? Uh, someone wrote it's a man's sport. Oh, and, yeah. And Passan quote tweeted that and said, yet and yet somehow an increasingly large number of women are intimately involved in it from running an entire baseball operations department to managing a minor league team to directing a farm system while you, a man, a very little sad man are talking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was Whoa. an epic burn. <laughs> Whoa. Oh my gosh. Fatality. <laughs> <laughs> How did I miss but this? I mean, I'm going to like it, even though it's awkwardly like five days later, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, this is not surprising, but like by and large, we see stadiums 
having issues like the angels deal, the, the mayor just got ousted, I think for that. And then the ongoing athletic stadium saga. So it's not, it's not surprising. Yeah. I mean, like, this is just, this is just another example, like of the way in which gender, just gender-based discrimination is not always like overt. Mm. It's, it's there may be more and more women as as Jeff Passan points out, there are more and more women involved in baseball, whether it be, you know, coaching staff, front office personnel everywhere, everywhere in the game, more and more women being involved uh, every day. But like, you know, stuff like this sends the message that they are still not really a part of the team. They are other. Right. Well, because I wonder like how much of it is just nobody thought to change it because they never needed to before. Yeah, and I think, and I, I think that's honestly part of it. Um, it's just like, it's, laziness. A, it's, a, it's yeah, yeah it's that's laziness. exactly what it is. Yeah. Like oftentimes it's not, it's not really malice. I mean, in yeah. some cases I think it is, but like, mostly I think it's just laziness yeah. and they don't, yeah. they just don't think of these things. They don't think of the fact that like women work for their, like work for their coaching staff now and need to go to the bathroom. And like, there isn't a, a women's room in the clubhouse. Like, you know, yeah. and- guys, you're going to lose productivity. Come on. Although, yeah. Think about the fact overtly, if you're like, that might think be about what they like want. working at a, a regular office, like in a regular office environment for a regular ass nine to five job. Think about how silly it would be if one of the, and I'm not even like saying like women's or men's, it doesn't matter. Like if one of the restrooms for one of the genders was like, all the way in another building. And I can actually vouch for that because our bathrooms regularly overflow. So oh then they make us go use the bathroom in Village Hall. Oh, goodness. <laughs> or in Starbucks. So, yeah, because when, you know, what, yeah, get the pipes always back up. And then if one pipe backs up, they all back up. And then you have to close all the bathrooms. So, yeah, like, you know, it takes time. You're paying somebody to go search for the bathroom. Is that yep. a good use of company time? Nope. Right. And like, you know, for teams like the the San Francisco Giants and the Yankees in the minor leagues who have on-field staff who are women, like they need to change and shower just like the players do. <laughs> you know, yeah. like they need to have a place to do that, a private place to do that where they're not like you know, where they're not completely like across the stadium for everybody else, but they're also just like not, you know, changing in front of a, a bunch of men. <laughs> you know, it's really not like that difficult to figure out. Like, just just do it. I know that like the stadiums are not always equipped for this, but figure it out. It's not that difficult. Yeah, there's got to be some way to do it. Um, And of course, you know, um, uh, Justine Siegel, who's one of the groundbreaking women in baseball, um, shared like a message that she, a, a, a DM she got on Instagram about this. And it's, it's similar to like what, uh, what Passim was quote tweeting, like the sentiment of it's a man's sport. Uh, someone DM'd her, don't like the facilities, find a new job. Baseball was never meant for you people. Use the bathrooms, locker rooms provided for you. So tired of hearing about women not being treated fair in sports. Duh, nobody cares about chicks playing a man's game and looking or or acting like men. Gross. Like, like what you know, go, go, go elsewhere, dude. Nobody wants to hear from you and you're wrong. Right. Like, first of all, like, like you're you are we are in the year of our lord 2021 and 2022 we are in the year of our lord 2022 <laughs> and you are still referring to women as chicks like get a life get a life grow up get the sports moving on without you and buddy i'm sorry god i hope so i like, can be in his little insular world like imagine if the response to like inadequate facilities in like any other job was being like, don't like it, find a new job. Like what? <laughs> he probably does hold that view. Yeah. I mean, he does. And they're like, and I, I, I read that not to dignify this idiot. I read it to point out that there are legit people who think this way. Lots of them. You know, like it's just and it's some of them probably work inside the game itself, too. Yep. A lot of them probably do. Yep. Yep. A lot of them probably do. Speaking of one of them that probably does, Mickey Callaway has been fired <laughs> oh, as the manager of uh, <laughs> what the 
hell did he do? I don't know. He sucked at his job. I That's think he was he just did. bad at his job in this case. Oh I don't think that we have more. Uh, I don't think this is because of more sex pests. So. No, he's just. Bad. I mean, they knew he was a sex wow. pest and hired him. So whatever. Uh, he's been fired as the manager of Arceleros de uh, Monclava. I'm sorry if Maclova. I. Monclova. I'm sorry I mispronounced that. Um, in the Mexican league after only 33 games. LOL. <laughs> Just, sucks that's to a, suck. the, the fun yeah. bit of news. Wait, I don't see. I didn't even hear that he went to Mexico. I thought he yep. was still a pitching coach for the Angels. Nope. Was. No, they fired him last year. They fired oh, him. Oh, my God. Okay. Jeez. I mean, it took them a really long time to fire him, if you remember. Wow. Like, we, yeah, we on this, remember. We on this podcast had a it. had a Mickey Callaway, like, is he fired yet counter? Remember? Like, we, yes. like, we kept, like, every, like, every week we were, like, Mickey Callaway is still employed by the Los oh Angeles. Oh my God! Angels. Yes, every oh my week God. we would say I that. Vaguely remember this and eventually he wasn't anymore. But it took them like an absurdly long time. long time to fire him. And I think it was only because they were bad. I don't think it was because like they cared. Oh my God! Because he was okay. Now I remember. I'm sorry because he was on the Angels when all of this stuff came out. Oh my God! About Skaggs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, but no, about he was like no, under administrative leave. I think for a he while. was. Yeah, he yeah. was on administrative leave during that time. Yeah, but he was still employed by them. At yeah, that and he was getting paid by I, them. I remember now. Sorry, my brain he was is on just... their payroll at that point. Yes. My brain wanted to forget about Mickey Calloway. That's why I don't remember. Yes. Well, <laughs> we can. your brain can go back to forgetting about him immediately. I just if wanted to share that very fun factoid. Um, speaking of brain immediately forgetting about it Ugh. right after I say this, I'm not even going to say his name because I want to no. keep our streak going on this podcast of not mentioning his name, but I just want to point out that someone's arbitration hearing regarding his 324 game suspension is underway. So we will rate the results to see if that suspension stands. And I am not going to elaborate any further. That's just a, a news, a news tidbit. And we will ignore it until there is news. God, I <laughs> hope it does not take the entire summer. He who must not be named. Oof. It won't. We'll learn anyway. Yeah. Barf. That's that's <laughs> all the that's all the time that that uh, that's all the time and breath that that warrants. Um, in the meantime, we will end the show like we always do with walk off wins, where each of us talks about something that is making us happy this week, baseball related or otherwise. Kellyanne Healy, what is your walk off win for this week? Nick Plummer is my yeah. walk off win this week. Deserved, very deservedly, deserved. especially since I was very petty afterward in the comments calling out the people that were shitting on him. So <laughs> thank you, Nick Plummer, for giving me the op- that opportunity to be very petty for once in my life because I usually I feel like am not. I hope, um, but no, if you it was shat just- on some kid just trying to make it into the big leagues. No, yeah. And he was done nothing like he was so was, happy to be on the Mets. He it was, was like, straight up spamming too. Oh, should have banned him. <laughs> um, no, but honestly, comment comment section aside, it was really wonderful to kind of see him bounce back um, after his error with the with a game tying homer. And to me that like since it's only been a couple games, but that kind of has opened the floodgates and he's now started to hit a little bit so it was a bomb too like yes, as soon as he it hit was it, like, it was a it was a big boy home run i think the exit velocity was almost like 113 miles an hour i think it was like 112.8 which was uh, they were saying i think it was like the second hardest hit home run this year i think dang wow i know i think pete alonzo was the only one who hit one harder i think that's it that wouldn't surprise oh. me yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah um Oh, the Mets are eight. No, now. Cool. Yeah. Lindor got a hit. Lindor got a hit. Ain't nothing in the sixth. And Drew Smith is on the mound, so he is alive. All of the the Mets are my walk-off His pinky finger is intact and back in its proper position on his hand. I could have done without the zooming in on the- Oh, my God. I know. The ESPN broadcast just kept zooming in on his hand and was like, look, it's backwards. And I was like, I really don't need to see that. (laughs) Thank you. Let's let's see our pinkies don't do that. Let's see bones in the completely incorrect position, you guys. I was oh like, my gosh. <laughs> you guys don't want to see that. You guys don't want to see that. No, oh, no, thank God. you. No, thank you, please. Gosh. No, thank you, please. Oh, but yes, that the Mets, just the Mets as a whole, but mostly Nick Plummer. 
are my walk-off one this week. They have been doing just so well. And I'm, I'm just really having such a really fun time watching them this year. Yeah. They're a fun team. It's very yeah. fun. Vibes are great. Love to see it. Yes. Um, I already know what Linda's walk-off win is. Go ahead. <laughs> I think we all do. <laughs> yeah, this is the third week in a row. <laughs> I just remember a few weeks ago, you were saying they're probably going to get knocked out in, I, I think it was going to be this round. I don't know. No, Maybe it, it was wasn't last round because these jerks, I swear. Um, the they were down three to one. They the being first- the New York Rangers, you guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they were down three games to one in the first round to the Penguins. So they could have been knocked out like if they lost, because it's best of seven. So of course, then yes. they came back and won game seven. Sidney Crosby failed. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> oh, and then of course he had to cry about it afterwards. And it's like, <laughs> like you lost, get over it. I keep mentioning this because he's one of the few players that I know. <laughs> and then this round, they lost the first two games and then, then they, then they tied it up, but then Carolina never lost at home. And then, but then they lost every game on the road. So then of course, game seven had to go back to Carolina where Carolina's never lost. And then the Rangers finally won another game seven That's in fantastic. Carolina where they had never lost the entire playoff. So it was right. And they like kind of dominated them too, but I was still sweating. Wasn't the, entire wasn't the score like seven to six to, to two. Okay. But it it, was, a, it was a lot of goals. It was, <laughs> it was a, lot a lot of goals. goals. I was hyperventilating the entire time. And oh, and also I should give a shout out to my nephew who turned five on Saturday. <gasps> oh, happy birthday. The Rangers were playing you. Saturday and I'm pretty sure I scared the children. <laughs> oh. <laughs> happy no, you are, gr- <laughs> you are getting them ready for their New York <laughs> Rangers fandom. It's true. Just because my Phil, my darling Phil, Philip Heedle, I saw his first ever NHL goal. I think I said that last week and he scored twice on Saturday. So he's like my JD. He's my Rangers JD. And he scored twice and he was so happy and I was so happy. So I can't hold that joy in and even around small children. <laughs> you should, and you shouldn't have to, they should partake in your joy. Yeah. Yes. And then he scored again on, in during game seven. So, so I screamed and probably scared the neighbors this time, but, and scared Maddie, um, <laughs> poor Maddie. She probably wants the playoffs off. Um, she always leaves. And hides in my bedroom, but it's- our cat uh, goes into the closet when the Mets are on. Yeah, they know. She's like, she's like I've had just it. about enough of your yelling. Although I do want to re- point this out or like, you know, maybe it's a discussion for a future pod because Lindor has been getting into the Rangers because he said he re- his daughter really <laughs> likes the goal song and he likes when they show the highlights at City Field. And he said, maybe we should have a home run like song. Like every time somebody hits a home run, we should sing like the Rangers sing when somebody scores a goal. I'm like, I, that's an awesome idea, Francisco. I, I agree. agree. We should yes. we should brainstorm ideas. To- we do. We need something awesome. Hmm. Next next week, we should have uh, that be part of the Mets segment of the podcast. I'll, I'll pencil it in. And, you know, that's like the crossover I needed was Francisco Lindor and Rangers content. <laughs> like, you don't know how much joy that brings me. Um, so, yeah, maybe the Mets will go to another game because there's end in 2015. The Rangers played the Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals. And look what happened to the Mets that year. And now the Rangers are playing the Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals yet again. So just oh saying that now they're. My, oh, my. But I hope for different outcomes for both teams. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it was a very bad ending that year, and I was very upset. But Best of luck to the Rangers. This is a win, so I'm going to take it no matter what happens because their team is all kids. It's literally children. They're made up of, like, 21 and 22-year-olds, and they're, like, they're one step away from making it to the Stanley Cup Finals, so this is huge for them, and I'm happy for them. So, yep, but we're still alive. You know, I'm still alive somehow, even though they they like to kill me on a nightly basis. But yes, <laughs> go Rangers. 
Go oh Rangers. Oh my goodness. Go Rangers. Oh, JD is up. Look at that. JD <laughs> is up. It's true. Um, we need some dingers right now, man. My walk-off win uh, this week is pretty chill. Uh, it's it's just that Michael and I did like we had a very chill Memorial Day weekend, which was nice because like it was like the only weekend in several weeks that we were like not traveling or doing anything. Um, so we just went to some of our favorite like DC places. Like on Friday, we went to um, uh, my new favorite cocktail bar that opened in Capitol Hill. That's like exclusively for gin, which is great because I love gin. Uh, so we went to a fancy cocktail bar just because for fun. Um, and then on Saturday, we went to our favorite brewery and we went to ice cream, uh, ice cream Jubilee, which is a really good ice cream place. Um, and we just had like a pretty chill weekend. We watched the Mets sweep the Phillies and we hung out and it was great. What kind uh, of ice cream relaxing get? weekends are the best? Ooh, what kind of ice cream do I get? So right now, because it's uh, Asian Heritage Month, uh, they're doing like Asian inspired flavors. And so I had mango jasmine rice ice cream oh, and it was nice. amazing. Um, yeah. That does sound interesting. So it was very good. Um, it was like nice and light and tasty. I really liked it. Um, it's my walk off wins kind of a two parter. The second part is that today, um, I booked mine and Michael's plane tickets to Chicago in July. Uh, so that's like my first like legit vacation in like years, <laughs> uh, since like before COVID, I think, I don't even know. Um, it's been a long time. I mean, like we've done lots of like weekend trips, long weekends, whatever, but this is like our first legit vacation in a long time. And we're going to Chicago and we already have tickets to see the Mets at Wrigley field while we're there. Um, and so, yeah, today we like officially booked our plane tickets. So like it's happening and I'm awesome. Great. That's very exciting. Yeah. yeah. We're going with my parents and my aunt and oh, I'm very excited. Nice. Yeah, that'll be fun. It should be. It should be super fun. I can't wait. So, yep. That is my walk off one for this week. Um, in the meantime, you should go to amazingavenue.com. Check out all of our fantastic content. Um, we've got a lot of great, um, articles right now. Obviously when the Mets are rolling, it's a lot easier to write things about them. Um, I meant to shout earlier in the show, but I will shout it now. Um, Thomas Henderson recently published a really good piece about Luis Guillorme making the argument that he should play every day. And he's looking pretty good for having written that piece because Luis Guillorme is continuing to rake. And he's one of the guys that I should have mentioned during the guy mentioning earlier, um, so yeah, you should check out that piece and you should check out everything over at amazingavenue.com game recaps, daily morning news posts, analysis, all that. You can follow amazing Avenue on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at amazing Avenue. You can follow this show on Twitter at a pod of their own. You can follow Linda and I on Twitter. I am at petite PhD. Where are you, Linda? At Linda Servich. And you can find Kellyanne in the amazing Avenue comments. La Roma Bella. Do. Yes. Um, and you should, uh, subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from, please rate and review the show. It really helps people find it. The original intro and outro music to this podcast is by Bunga. Let's go Mets. And don't forget there is no crying in public.